Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. On this one, we're going to tackle what is called the acquiescence effect. Now, this covers how we respond or give answers based not just on a rational consideration of what's being asked, but also in consideration of how we appear to others. Many times the phrase we know as someone being a yes man kind of ties in here, but it can be to varying degrees. But let's dive in. The psychology website Changing Minds explains three scenarios when we are most likely to acquiesce to the request of others. Here's number one. They seem to be superior in some way. That's when we say, eh, you know, they, they probably know more than me, so they're probably right and I'm probably wrong, so I'm just going to do it their way. Now, this may mean going against a gut feeling or not taking the time to research something and answer them intelligently. Case in point, this car has 300,000 miles on it, but the Camaro is a classic. And did you know that their crankshaft is located in the lower section of the engine block? Mileage means nothing on a car like this. You might then reason, well, this guy knows a lot more about cars than I do. He seems to know about the mechanics of a car and I don't, so he's probably right. And this is even though the crankshaft being located in the lower section of the engine block is the case on most cars, and that that's totally irrelevant to your worrying about the high mileage. So that's the first one, is you think somebody's superior to you in some way, so you just go with it. Another reason why we acquiesce. We have a need whereby we can easily help someone. That's not always a bad thing. But it's, it's like, yeah, you know, this goes against my better judgment, but would it really be so bad to sacrifice something for this person? Think of it this way. How many working class people, when they're doing their budgets, factor in a specific amount of money in their budget to give away to people on the street who ask for it? I'd say very few, if any. True, people support organizations they believe in, or they may donate or contribute to charity, That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm alluding to here is when the same person who has no intention of just giving their money away may again acquiesce when put on the spot. A person on the street asks them for money. They initially don't trust that that money is going for a good immediate cause. But they have it and they're persuaded and they just pay the person. Saying yes in this case even if your gut's telling you no, is easier sometimes than saying no. So that's the second reason. The third one, answering the question fully seems like too much work. 
Thomas Edison once said that opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks too much like work. And this is very true. Why do most people prefer multiple choice tests over question and answer tests? See, if we don't know the material or didn't study, we can fake it. If you really know the material, you'll probably be like, bring it. Sure, one is easier, but either way, I'm good. But if you didn't study for whatever reason, hey, at least I have a one chance out of three or four of getting this answer right. We may also want to portray a, a persona so that that way we look a certain way. This way we might find ourselves agreeing to things that we may not actually believe in simply to look cool. Or here's a big one, especially for younger people, simply to not look different. We want to fit in like the person who strongly, strongly dislikes racism, but is stuck in a group where a racist joke is told. They may still give the obligatory smile. They may hate these people, but they don't want to stand out among those people. So they portray a vibe that they aren't really feeling in their heart. In pop culture, there are extreme examples of this. One done comedically was on the show Keeping Up Appearances. You ever see that? You remember that one? The title alone really puts it out there. The lady who desperately wants to be viewed as wealthier than she actually is, her last name is Bucket, but she insists that it's Bouquet. On one episode, when jealous over hearing about a neighbor's luxury holiday, she decides to impress the neighbors by pretending to go on an expensive vacation herself. On another episode, a policeman arrives to inform her that her senile father was arrested for patrolling the town hall with a bayonet. <laughs> what does she do? She sends someone else to deal with it while she goes to look at country properties that there's no possible way that she could afford. Here's a hard left turn, but the principle's the same. Mafia movies. They're popular for a reason. They are different from your basic crime movies, at least from my perspective. What I mean is that it's not just about heists or violence. They create these movies with an air of cool almost constantly. People look enticingly at a Vito Corleone or an Ace Rothstein which ironically, both of those characters were played by Robert De Niro, and how they're all living these lives of luxury. People give them respect. There's a spirit of family within their criminality. It's just different than a punk kid holding up a liquor store. So if you were in their neighborhoods and one of them asked you for a favor or made you an offer that you couldn't refuse, it may very well be tempting to take them up on it. Because how cool would it be if these guys liked you and knew your name? Sure, murder may be involved, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. People say yes, ultimately, in a lot of ways, because they want to be perceived a certain way. They may do this in many ways. Money.com. I didn't realize there was a money.com, but apparently there is. It tells us this. It says... While our more rational mind might recognize that we risk spending money we don't have, 
buying things we don't need to impress people we don't even like, the instinct to keep up takes over. Faced with the perceived threat of being left behind by the herd, our instinctive responses make it far more likely that we will spend to maintain or improve our place in the pecking order. And before we know it, our brains can trick us into spending on an impulse, no matter what our more rational intentions might be. This, by the way, is actually referred to as herd behavior. And what is it driven by? The acquiescence effect. It concludes this way. It says simply, stuff can define us. While the greed is good years might have passed, the brands we identify with, the places we choose to spend our leisure time, and the districts we live in still form the backbone of the persona we present to the world. And some people are ultra conscious of this and make decisions based on this. It says we tend to be drawn to others who make similar choices. And the whole circle becomes self-fulfilling. Spending to impress never went away. It just got a new name. Leading questions. That's one way that the acquiescence effect Im impacts the answers. But wouldn't you say? We may be influenced to not go with our gut, again, specifically to, specifically to keep peace. Is it really worth it to do the right thing? Is it really that big of a deal? We hear this, and then we question our ethics. We break down our integrity, and we often acquiesce because of the way the question was gift-wrapped to us and how we want to and how we don't want to look. Even in things that totally don't matter, things that are of no major consequence, we can fall into this. For example, do you like avocados? Well, if you're like me and many others, yes, you do. But what if before I asked you that question, I quoted the article from the LA Times that stated that Mexico's million-dollar avocado industry has become a prime target for cartels, which have been seizing farms and clearing protected woodlands to plant their own groves of what the locals call green gold. What if I shared the online statistic that one study found that 82% of avocado oil is either declared rancid, impure, or mixed with other oils? So do you like avocados? At this point, you might not say, yes, I love avocados to the person who just gave you all those facts. Instead, you probably will at least not be overly excited about your true feelings about them. You're going to probably tone it down. This again is the acquiescence effect. The flip side to all this and the other extreme is when we never yield. I don't know which is worse, <laughs> a person walking onto, say, a car lot may tell themselves first, nothing that any of these car salesmen try to tell me are going to sway me at all. They are determined to not be talked into anything, and they're going to stick to their guns. Others are totally unreasonable, and some argue just because they like to debate. So, some people hold on to their opinions 
like a dog refusing to let go of a toy where you can almost physically lift that dog off the ground holding the toy and they swing in the air and they still won't budge. Politics brings this trade out in a lot of people, for example. Let's close it here. The balance of all this is this. Really think. Think before you speak. Be a reasonable human being. If you have integrity in something, that's outstanding. But ask yourself why you do. Is it simply cultural indoctrination or tradition? Or do you honestly, from the heart, after doing neutral research, actually believe it? If then you have integrity, while you can still be a reasonable person, you're not going to be shaken that easily. You probably won't be quick to acquiesce. Then the chances of you getting talked into something you don't need or becoming a yes man will get smaller and smaller and smaller. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to audibly make the world a better place. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Acquiescence Effect playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Acquiescence Effect. We got 10 songs. Here we go. Track number one is called Just Your Way of Saying No by another fantastically named band. I love silly band names. I love great band names. I love mediocre band names, but the ones that are just silly, I don't know. They make me happy. Is this the Jimi Hendrix experience? Jimi Hendrix experience? No. It's the Mr. T experience. So song number one is just your way of saying no by the Mr. T experience. Song number two, Bang Tango. The song is called Do What You're Told. Number three, Santana from their Blessings and Miracles record with the song Mother Yes. Number four is Orb with a track called You Are Right. Number five is Let Me Be Your Leader by Nazareth. Number six is Silent Lucidity. You remember that one? It's by the band Queensryche. Remember they had the two little dots over the Y in their name like Lowenbrow Beer does over the O and the A? Number seven, Cheap Trick with Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace off of their first record. Number eight, some old school hip hop from Eric B. and Rakim. The track is Follow the Leader. Number nine, the band Japan with Quiet Life. Japan, FYI, is totally like Duran Duran's older brother. Seriously, they had to have been an influence on Duran Duran. Listen to that and tell me what you think. Number 10, finally, The Alarm. And the song chosen here is called Peace Agreement. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Acquiescence Effect. 
Hey, because some of you have asked and you legitimately have, I'm not just saying that, I promise you, some of you have asked, if you'd like to read some of my interview books, or for that matter, any of my books, they are out there at lulu.com. That is the website, lulu.com. Just go there, go to the search, and type in Christopher Levine, and there you go. Just a heads up regarding the interview books, volume one is Alt-Rock. It's Alt-Rock Innovators. It has interviews with bands like the Ramones, the Stooges, X, Patti Smith Group, and more. Number two, Modern Rockers, New Wavers, and Reggae Greats. It has my interviews with members of the Specials, Stray Cats, The English Beat, Echo and the Bunnymen, just to name a few. Number three is the blues, rock, and hip-hop. Now, that book includes interviews with people in Public Enemy, Guns N' Roses, Journey, Def Leppard, Run DMC, a whole bunch more. And number four, no, it's not the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's the soul, the jazz, and the funky, including interview pieces with members of the Supremes, Sly and the Family Stone, and Parliament Funkadelic, just to name a couple. There's also a volume five called Sharing Found Treasures, as well as the original Eclectoblogs book. There's a short story called The Definitive Manifesto of Carlos Jones, as well as my other book entitled Can't Sit Still, Why Your Favorite Bands and Singers Sometimes Alienate You as a Poor, Confused Listener. So if you need something for your coffee table, bathroom, library, or nightstand, those are available. Again, just search Christopher Levine at lulu.com. This show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. Some of you are doing that. And I can't tell you how nice that is. That is very, very nice of you guys. Thank you. If you're so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, please just feel free to listen to this podcast absolutely anytime you want to, contribution or not. The show is yours. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.